Welcome to the Injury Report. I am your host, Joey Brenner, recording today from Toledo, Ohio, where I have an exam tomorrow. So this is going to be a quick episode. To start off, we're going to go with Ryan's picks. I didn't get to link up with him this week because I was a little busy. I do have his picks. He went 500 last week. So he went one over 500 a couple weeks ago, four and two. So I guess two over, one over. And then... Uh, two and four last week, so he is not 500 on the year. For his college picks, we have he's going to take Kansas plus nine against Oklahoma. Love that pick. Oklahoma is poopy. Florida minus two and a half over LSU. I like that one too because Brian Kelly can't seem to win a game. And I love uh, Anthony Richardson too, AR 15, that quarterback in Florida. And uh, Clemson. Minus three and a half over Florida State, and I like that one as well. He looks like his college games are good, and I'll try to bring up the pro games as we get to them. To start off our pro slate of injuries, we are looking at our Thursday night game tonight, the Washington Commanders at the Chicago Bears. The Commanders will be without Jahan Dotson, who has a hamstring injury, and tight end Logan Thomas. Now that... Uh, might not matter as far as Carson Wentz has a strained bicep muscle, so he might be not be able to throw them the ball anyhow. Now, this, the bicep does not really affect the throwing motion, and I saw a report that said he actually strained the short head, which attaches into the shoulder joint and the glenohumeral joint, and that uh, when that is injured, that can cause some fluid accumulation in that shoulder socket and cause a lot of pain in the uh, shoulder for the throwing motion. The Denver Broncos famous quarterback, John Elway, uh, famously won a Super Bowl with a torn bicep. So it does not really, it's more of a pain thing than it is a functionality thing. So um, he should be able to play. He'll play fine. Well, not fine because he's not good, but he will, it, it should not affect his playing availability. Washington's tackle Sam Cosme is also out with a finger injury. The only reason I bring that up, he is out for right now, he may play, is because Kyle Long on part of my take was talking about how he was a uh, tackle as well and guys would talk to him about, you know, the trainers would come out, just little guys, and be like, you got to get back out there. And he'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, throwing my body into huge guys out here. Give me a break. So I just thought that that was funny. And then Chase Young, who's been out with an ACL and MCL, he has his uh, eyes set on returning next week. So he will be out tonight, but he'll have a long break after the Thursday night game and might be able to play next week. As far as the Bears, they look healthy. And this is one of those stupid Thursday night games that might just be fun just because it's a stupid Thursday night game. And the Bears are breaking out their orange uniforms, which I don't particularly love. They're looking more like the Browns, really. You know, they have that deep navy blue and orange that they kind of wear so well. Going all orange just reminds me of other teams, the Broncos, the Bengals, the Browns, that have that all orange look. As for the Browns, they are hosting the New England Patriots. The Patriots are looking pretty healthy, including the return of their quarterback, Mac Jones, off of his 
devastating ankle injury from a couple weeks ago. They are uh, going to take the reins away from Bailey Zappi and give them back to Mac Jones, it appears, even though Zappi played the Packers well and then got a W in Detroit last week. But they will be giving the ball back to Mac Jones. The Browns are going to be without, looks like, Jadavian Clowney with an ankle, Denzel Ward with a concussion, safety, Ronnie Harrison with illness, and then middle linebacker Anthony Walker, who's having a breakout year, has a quad tear. So that already struggling defense is going to be missing some key components. Joel Batonio is also dealing with a bicep injury as well on the uh, offensive line for them. Moving on to the Baltimore Ravens heading to Meadowlife to take on the very hot New York Giants. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver for the Ravens, is out with a foot injury. Cornerback Marcus Peters did not practice. He doesn't have an injury listed, but he did get into an altercation with their coach, Harbaugh last week, and then tackle Ronnie Stanley and guard Ben Cleveland are out with uh, ankle and foot injuries, respectively. So um, the, the the Ravens are just a beat-up team. They've relied on Lamar for a while, and we'll see if the young Buckeye can continue to carry the ball for him, he being J.K. Dobbins. For the Giants, they're going to be without all of their receivers again. But it, they will have a slightly beat up Saquon Barkley. So they, they should be good to go. I think that. Oh, sorry, I have ESPN pulled up here and it was playing an ad. As for. I just think the uh, Ravens are the better team there. Moving to the next game on the docket, we have the New York Jets who get to go to Green Bay and play the Packers, who just played the other New York team last week. It's kind of funny. The Packers played the Patriots and then their former quarterback, Tom Brady, and then they get the New York teams back-to-back. The Jets will be without defensive end Jermaine Johnson, and that is good news for Aaron Rodgers, who is battling a right thumb injury. He should play, but that is just something to take note of, considering that he is a very up and down inconsistent quarterback sometimes, especially this season, it seems. Tipa Galea, their linebacker, is out with a hamstring injury, as well as Christian Watson, who hasn't been a huge contributor, but they have been trying to get him the ball in um, like screens and end arounds and such like that. So just trying to get him the ball in any way they can, but he is out with a hamstring injury. Probably their most explosive player at this point. Moving on to Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh. Um, I don't think it really matters because for Tampa Bay's injuries because Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt are both out with knee injuries, so the Steelers' defense can't really do anything, and I doubt their offense will be able to do anything against, against Tampa Bay, so I predict a quick and harm, painless defeat for Pittsburgh. Minnesota is going up to my or down to Miami. Got that backwards. And this is one of the games Ryan had a game on. So he has Minnesota minus three and a half over the Dolphins. I think that is going to be pretty safe considering Skylar Thompson is going to be starting for Miami at quarterback because Teddy Bridgewater is still out with his injury as well as. The Tua Tungai Loa 
and Minnesota's pretty healthy. The other notable injury for Miami is running back Raheem Mostert is out as well. Over just up the coast a little bit, we have San Francisco flying to Atlanta. Nick Bosa is following his brother and will be sitting out this week with a groin injury. Arik Armistead is also out for the San Francisco defensive line. And then their offensive line, Trent Williams, is out with an ankle. So they're very beat up in the strength of their team, the offensive and defensive lines. But the strength of Atlanta is their offensive weapon, Cordell Patterson. He is out with a knee injury for about a month. They do have Kyle Pitts, who doesn't ever get the ball. But um, I think that that is a bigger blow to Atlanta. And I think that that really tough Niners team is going to be able to take care of business pretty handedly in Atlanta. Cincinnati is also headed south to New Orleans, where Ryan has the Bengals minus two over the Saints. I think, again, that's probably a pretty safe choice. T. Higgins might not play for Cincinnati, but they still have a pretty solid receiving core led by Jamar Chase, and their quarterback is fun. The defense is tough for New Orleans, but Michael Thomas, their wide receiver, will not play, nor will Chris Olave who hurt his, he had a concussion. So he's out. Jameis will probably come back and play, which is bad for me because I picked up Taysom Hill in all of my fantasy leagues because nobody had him. I only played him in one league last week, and he had 30-some points, and I still think I lost. But Taysom Hill uh, football might work better this week considering none of the receivers are healthy, so maybe they should just allow him to continue to play. Jacksonville heads north to... Indianapolis, where they will try to beat the Colts twice in a season after blowing. I don't really want to talk about I'm going to talk about the Jags for a little bit. I know I was in a rush, but I'm just going to talk about the Jags. They have been the best team in every game they've played, including the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, and yet they cannot do anything inside of 10 yards from the goal. They move the ball with such ease on every drive. Their defense has a great bend-don't-break mentality. And, you know, just the one roughing the passer got the Houston going and then did the Damian Pierce touchdown. And then, you know, Trevor just has turnovers. You know, I didn't think it was Trevor week one because it wasn't him. It was ETN. But since then, it's just been Trevor, Trevor, turnover, turnover. And it hurts. It hurts. You know, I, I really thought two and one was a better start than I expected. Um, could have could have come out of Philly with a win, really. Could have been three and one, and now we're looking at two and three going into Indianapolis, who really has double revenge now. I guess coming for us if they didn't already. So the Jags are healthy though. Jonathan Taylor's out with his ankle still, and Shaq Leonard is still out. Formerly Darius Leonard is out with his concussion still. And notably, Ashton Doolin, who was their leading receiver for the first three couple weeks, um, I tackled him, just throwing that out there, in a football game, a college football game. I tackled uh, receiver Ashton Doolin. He is also out with a foot injury. So, I mean, I think the Jaguars are better than the Colts, but they have to score more points than the Colts to win. So that's what really matters, and I do understand that. Carolina will head to... SoFi to play the Rams, where they will have their fourth string quarterback. Let's count them out. 
Uh, Matt Corral went down early in the season with an ankle injury. Sam Darnold followed. And then Baker Mayfield is now out with an ankle injury. He was in a boot last week. So now we have fourth-string quarterback, formerly, I believe, XFL star P.J. Walker, will be starting for the awful and coachless Carolina Panthers. J.C. Horn is a notable injury, also out their cornerback with ribs. And then for the Rams, I don't know if this is more of a veteran take a game off game because the Panthers stink so bad, but Cooper Cup is missing his first ever practice yesterday with a foot injury. Aaron Donald is also missing with a foot, and uh, Tyler Higby is out with an ankle. So those are some big names that are stalwarts for the Rams, especially in that championship season they had last year. And I will be surprised. I won't be surprised if the Rams keep them out because Carolina stinks. Although that's always dangerous in the NFL when one game can be the difference between a home playoff game and maybe even not making the playoffs at all. Arizona heads north to Seattle where Matt Prater is probably going to be out. Their kicker for the Cardinals is probably going to be out with a hip injury. James Conner is questionable right now with rib injuries. Again, that's not really a impeding injury as much as it most of the time, as much as it is a pain injury, but he does play a very contact-heavy position at running back. Alternatively, the other running back in that game, Seattle Seahawks, Rashad Penny is out with an ankle injury. So I'm hoping that this is going to be a Kenny Walker game. I drafted him in a couple of fantasy leagues because I loved the way he ran the ball at Michigan State, who stinks this year. And uh, this, I think this is just going to be a goofy game. Uh, both teams are capable of putting up points, as we've seen, but they're both capable of doing really, really stupid things. So I think, I really think, I don't know. Seattle is who I kind of want to give it to, but... Technically, Arizona should be better. And then um, Buffalo at Kansas City. This is just what we all want to see. Both teams are at full strength. Probably the two best teams in football. And we get to see a little maybe revenge as it was talked about. Both teams are playing it off like it's you know just another game. But these guys know each other. They're always being compared Mahomes and Allen, so this will be a, a good one that you'll want to be in front of the TV for. And then Sunday night, we have Dallas at Philadelphia, two very hot teams in the NFC East who were, you know, awful last year. Dak is out for another game, it appears. I don't think he's practiced yet, so we might see Cooper Rush again. Uh, is this going to create a quarterback controversy? I know Rush didn't play great last week. And Micah Parsons will and Demarcus Lawrence might miss this game with groin and chest injury, uh, respectively. So, if that is the case, then it will all be on Rush's Cooper Rush's shoulders because you know that defense is great usually for Dallas, and Micah Parsons usually leads that defense. He is a freak athlete who's fun to watch. But if you know if Cooper can get it done at Philly, undefeated Philly team who is healthy, by the way, that could be um, maybe stir some some controversy down there in Dallas, which I know Jerry Jones would love. And then Monday night, I don't know why they do this to us. This is a Ryan game that Ryan likes 
The Chargers minus four and a half over the Denver Broncos. Yes, Denver's on again for prime time. I don't know why they do it to us. Russell Wilson is questionable with a shoulder injury. If he is hurt, it'll be Brett Ripien from Boise State coming in, but I doubt it. I think Russell play. I think he just, his ego is just as hurt as anything. Again, I think probably 90% of NFL players have some sort of nagging injury throughout the season. And why do they come up uh, right after, you know, a tough performance? Because it hurts and you want an excuse. Um, I'm not saying that they're not tough because they are still playing through it, but it does seem that it pops up more often than not in those circumstances. Joey Bosa, just like his brother again. So what's going on with the Bosa trainers? I don't know if they train together. They're both in California. Maybe they get together and whoever's training them needs to take a chill pill on their groins because they're both out with groin injuries. Keenan Allen is still out with a hamstring. And then Mike Williams, I think he's just sick. He had the flu or something, and he should be able to play, especially with the extra time going to Monday night. All right, made it through all of the games there. Um, now I'll go, or for the NFL anyway, and I'm going to go into injured versus recovered. Injured, prime time. The Chiefs and Bills are playing at 4 o'clock on Sunday while Russell Wilson is back on primetime Monday night. Uh, they did a good job, it appears, with the Sunday night game, with that being Dallas and Philly. As far as tonight, the Thursday night game, Washington and Chicago is not a great game. And then, yeah, like as we said, Denver and Chargers, I don't think that'll be a great game. I was looking forward to it at the beginning of the year, but I wish there was a way they could move those around because the Bills and Chiefs not being a primetime game is criminal. Recovered NBME exam software. So I said I had exam tomorrow. It was the software that we run the exam on was down the website because it's through the National Board of Medical Education. And their whole website was down earlier today. So I didn't know if I was going to have to take the exam tomorrow, but it came back just a few hours later. So it is recovered, literally. Injured time zones. I'm going down to the University of Mississippi in Oxford to watch the Auburn Tigers take on the Rebels down there. And I'm going down there with my friends, Braden and classmates, Braden Womack and Alex Vogel. And boy, did I forget about time zones. I always said that the central time zone was the best time zone because College football starts at 11, and pro football start at noon. I think I would like that little extra hour earlier. However, that also means that if you're going to a game and you want to tailgate, you have to get there really early to make it worth your while. So I know I'll still be on kind of central time for myself, or eastern time, but that extra hour early is going to really uh, waking up. I'm still going to have to wake up early no matter what. So not looking forward to that, but it should be a great time. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't get to run into Ryan this week either is because uh, my just busy, busy, ready to roll. Just got to focus up on this exam and then have some fun. Recovered college color rush. Alabama and Tennessee got permission to wear their home colors against each other. I think this is a great idea. I think everybody should do it against a rival. I always tried to get my high school, Port Clinton High School, to do it against Oak Harbor where they would wear their green and we would wear our red. I think it just adds a little something a little special 
to the rivalry. I think that anytime you have a rivalry, it is something that you should, you know, try to play it up. They're only special if you make it special. I think if Ohio State, Michigan, were their blue and red against each other, that would be great. I know Florida and Georgia usually do it in the cocktail, the biggest cocktail or whatever it is in Jacksonville they play every year. So I know this isn't a neutral site, but uh, it just adds a little extra something to those games, especially when, you know, these are two, I believe, top 10 teams. I don't know where Tennessee sits right now, but uh, that'll be a good one. And again, I'll be at the Ole Miss game, so I'll be running to a bar down there with the rest of my SEC brethren at the time because it just means more. You know, it just means more down there. Injured Bryce Young, speaking of that game, didn't play last week, but he is, uh, Nick Saban's hopeful that his AC sprain, so that's that joint in your shoulder above the shoulder, is doing okay and he should be able to play this week. Again, AC sprain, depending on the severity, usually that's just, again, a pain thing. It's not as much, you know, you might get the weakness in the throwing just because of the pain, but it's not so much of a structural injury that would prevent you from being able to throw the ball as much as it is just a pain thing. And then finally, recovered is the MLB playoffs. That's right. The baseball is here, the baseball playoffs. And I'll just tell you that the Blue Jays, Tampa Bay Rays, Mets, and Cardinals, they're already done. They're out. It's over. So they had a quick one. And then the final eight teams are about a game to a game and a half in now. Uh, I know the Guardians play tonight for our local Ohio fans, and they're playing in New York, so they have to try and steal one tonight against the Red Hot Yankees. Well, that wraps things up here. I am going to try to get to my intramural game on time that starts here in about 20 minutes wish us luck we're playing an undefeated team so i'm just gonna go be tall have a good week stay safe go jags